I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today is a friend. Joining me today is a man who's a part of the foundation and fabric of our sport. He has over three decades of coaching in swimming. He's the lead assistant coach at Cali Condors. He had 13 seasons at the University of Denver, dominating conference play across the Sun Belt, Western Athletic, and Summit League. He's been on the board of, he's well, formerly on the College Human Coach Association of America board for five years. And he is now the new head coach of FAST, Florida Aquatic Swimming and Training in Ocala, Florida. Today we have Coach Brian Schrader. What's up, buddy? Mel, good to see you. Glad to be here. talk to you about comic books sounds great let's do it <laughs> I, I understand that you're a comic book fan is that true i, I love my mcu in dc I, i'm sort of up to date but uh always been a fan that is not why you're 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 on the swim sign pod today but i did i did see that doing a little bit of research and i've not seen this color in anyone's biographical information in 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 in, in coaching and I just want to give you, it's like kudos to you, buddy. I appreciate that being dropped in. I, I appreciate that too. You want to put some flavor out there. So it's good. I think it's important to let, to let the, the, the market know, look, I'm okay. I'm, I'm down with this. <laughs> cool. I like that stuff. Right. Um, so, you, you know, let's, I, I would like to get into what's going on right now, because I do believe it's a, I want to talk to you across a lot of topics, but I want to, I want to get into just what's going on in your life right now, because Ocala, Florida is, is the basis of a, of a new uh, pool training center, big club, and there's a lot of excitement based on this. Uh, all the heaviest hitters in swimming have been talking about this for a couple of years. Um, give, give me your 60-second your pitch. Um, why are you there? And tell me about this new team. So it's a startup, right? Yeah. Everybody would love a chance to uh, write their own book, paint their own painting, and build something from scratch. And um, I got a chance to do it. And it's a pretty unique opportunity. So uh, this is this whole endeavor is funded by the Circle Square Foundation. Um, this community was losing a, its community pool. They agreed to build a community pool. Um, I really have to give kudos to Greg Troy because they brought him in early on as a consultant uh, for the competitive facility. And it changed the dynamic. It went from an outdoor 50 meter community pool to oh, let's build an indoor pool, right? Because to serve the Florida community, there are no indoor pools and sometimes you need one here and a, a big spectator facility as well. And then it became, well, the Olympic trials outdoor pool is available or, or the warm up warm down facility. So they purchased that to use as the outdoor pool and modified it. So there's, uh, eight short course lanes, five short course meter lanes, and seven long course meter lanes. So we have an indoor 50 meter pool with 1800 seats, a 10 lane 50 meter, 23 lanes short course. And then we have this outdoor facility, um, L-shaped with the lanes I described, incredible amount of water and, and really going to serve uh, the community well here in Florida as far as, you know, age group swimming, elite swimming, 
things that we want to do in that arena and hosting events, people are ready for it. But the mission below it, um, or I should say driving it, is pretty amazing when you think about serving a community. They're going to give free swimming lessons to every third grader. And of course, I view that as, oh my God, we're going to control a feeder program, right? And then they're going to provide um, access to county EMS and medical services for water training. Um, we're going to have an open lap swim policy where you can drop in for, for day use. We're going to provide space for the 10 high schools in the county. You know, just really amazing things to really help drive building a swimming community up to probably the highest level you can get in a community. And um, it, I, I would caution it's not a Mission Bay, it's not a Mission Viejo, and, but it's still a community-based thing. They're also, it's centered, this is one of two centerpieces for a um, housing, a 5,000 house community that's being built. So you have the, this aquatic facility anchoring one thing, and then they built a K through eight charter school, um, which is literally, a hundred yards, a football field away. So um, really interesting opportunity here to say the least. You're now the most envied coach in the, in the United States. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I might be the most excited coach right now. So. It's, what I like about it is uh, so I think oftentimes swim and, and facilities like this are seen as, and if I talk to someone outside of the outside of the community, they see this as a as a as an economic suck. And the truth is, it it is it can it can be an economic driver with the right leadership, with the right plan. It can it can be a big boon to the economy. And uh, what I like about this is that uh, I've been hearing about this for for a very long time. Um, they they came to us early on and said, "Hey, this is our plan. This is what we're doing." And, uh, and I was immediately excited. First person I called was Mike Unger at USA Swimming and said, are you aware of this? He goes, I'm hearing rumblings, but what's going on? But I, I, I think that this is, uh, I think access to uh, competitive facilities on this scale, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's a little bit too rare. And um, I, I, you know, we're both old enough to remember the, or, the Orlando facility. And, and how it was sort of this, this tentpole place where a lot of competitions happened. And it was uh, this rare indoor 50-meter pool attached to a hotel. Uh, I like the fact that, that this is a planned community, 5,000 houses. Where is Ocala, Florida? In, in terms of if I'm, if I'm trying to fly there, how am I going to get there? It's, you're going to fly to Orlando or you're going to fly to Gainesville. And so we're probably 75 miles, 80 miles from Orlando, northeast. And then we're... 35 minutes south of Gainesville. So um, it, it's really interesting geography. It's not, uh, you would think it might be swampy, but it's horse country. And that's the other economic driver for Ocala. The World Equestrian Center is here. Um, it is a magnet for people to bring um, elite level equestrian events. And there's quite a few Olympians. There's quite a few horses that are ridden in the Olympics. It's a breeding center. Uh, but again, it's another anchor to the community, but it, it's not as humid as you might think. And it's rolling ranch country. It's really pretty. Oh, no, I've, I've, I've spent my time in, 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 uh, in the Gainesville area and it's, uh, it's gorgeous. The topography is the same. If you, the topography kind of starts in central Florida and right. it's the same all the way up to, to Maryland. 
and uh, and people don't realize that. And it's uh, interestingly in the wintertime, gets cold. <laughs> it, it does, and uh, I don't mind that. That'll be good. That's it. That, 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 that's okay. And in, in terms of in terms of launch, um, my understanding is, is the launch is March uh, 2022. Is that is that still is that correct? Yes, we're gonna. We actually are have. We've set the dates for our grand opening weekend, and it's going to be March 25th and 26th. Um, that is the same weekend as men's NC2As, but it's going to be a fun launch. I think we're going to have a soft opening before that, but that'll be uh, the big weekend, the big launch, um, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday festivities, and um, we just want to show it off, bring people in, get the media here to to really do a splashy thing. Um, hopefully you'll be here. We'll, hopefully we'll see you here. And, um, you know, we just want to show people, open the doors and really get some attention because every time, every time I bring somebody in for a tour, their, their jaw drops. And every time I go back and see the, the updates on the facility. So right now the lights are hung. Um, they're getting ready to seal the bottom of the pool. I mean, it's, it's close. And it's amazing when you walk around to see what's going to happen and what's, what it's going to look like when the doors open. It's when you have facilities like this, you know, there, there's something that you always like about them. They start to, we, you know, you, the community uses them over and over competitions there over and over. And you find it's, it sort of like becomes this other room in your house. Um, and, and you start to love it. You feel at home there. Um, what is it about this space? You know, what, what, it, what characteristics are there that you're like, this is that people are going to love this. People are going to, people are going to feel really at home. This is like, what's the seating for the indoor facility? So you're looking at a facility that um, you have 1800 seats on one side of the building and there's two rows of really nice VIP seating and then just standard bleachers uh, for the rest. But when you look at it, there's lots of windows. One side is all glass, um, the end of the 50 meter pool is all glass with two huge garage bay doors that walk out to the outside 50 meter pool. And then the lighting, it's beautiful. I mean, the, the colors are red, white, and blue. Team colors are red, white, and blue. So it, it is your classic Americana, but the colors play so well as swimming, right? We always love those red, white, and blue lane ropes and uh, it, it's going to look spectacular. But what? the the way this building flows, you know, we have an outdoor splash park. You're going to walk by a, a tier concession stand and a, then a smoothie stand and, and then an area with pub tables that walks out to the splash zone. The outdoor pool has 700 seats with shading. The short course meter lanes are shaded for lessons and adult fitness classes. Um, I just can't tell you how, how many details have been attended to, and I don't think we missed many. Um, we also have a 2,500 square foot weight room that we outfitted like a collegiate style pro style weight room that is movement based. Um, any collegiate team that come in, comes in any, any pro team, any international team, uh, any elite team that wants to visit or age group team, they're going to be able to do whatever they want in our strength and conditioning facility. And that's attached to the building as well. So pretty, pretty exciting. And they did a nice job with the flow of the space, you know, for next to the indoor 50 meter pool is an outdoor event lawn. 
So when we do host really big events, we'll tent things up, we'll bring in food trucks. We have RV parking available with hookups. Um, just those kind of things where people really gave some thought to what, what are these ongoing events going to look like and what, what can we do for elite level athletes to make it great to host a competition and what can we do to make sure that when we host a, the Florida age group championships, which will be our, our big event this summer, um, how are we going to make all these families and, and kids feel special about coming to Ocala and wanting to come back? So I just really like how they planned it and you got to see it to believe it. What, uh, swim Mac would have, they, for a period of time, they had the grand prix, which became the pro swim. Uh, they were, they hosted, they, they started hosting events in the 1980s. They were on ABC sports. Then they were on ESPN. Then it became a USC swimming event. Um, the indoor facility downtown Charlotte, North Carolina is not big. It's small and it has seating, but it's not a whole lot of seating, but we, we ran elite events and big moment and, and the competitions there, they would bring in an enormous amount of seating, uh, for events along the opposite wall, opposite the bleachers. Is that something that you can do there? Is that, can, you know, you, if you, if you have 1800 seating, what, you know, what could you, what kind of capacity could you create? Could you go, can you go further? We can go further. We, we're going to roll in seating on the other side. That's available. Then we have uh, the ability to see people on the deck in addition to that. So I think pushing up close to 24, 2,500 uh, is not unreasonable. And I think that we could host any event that USA Swimming wants us to host or FINA or the ISL um, or anything that we choose to create. And those discussions have been ongoing. And Mike Unger, if you're listening, we need to talk. I know he's, he's probably going to come down and look at the place, but um, we can host any event other than Olympic trials. The, uh, Mike's at, you know, I don't, I'm, I think you know this, Mike, Mike is at, uh, he's leaving USC something going to FINA. That's right. That's right. Okay. So he's, uh, and, and Mike, and the, the, I, I was talking to Brent Nowick, he's trying to say, Hey, what's going on with Mike? What's he going to be doing there? And I think the answer is, uh, whatever Mike wants to do, or, or he's going to kind of develop his own position, which makes me think he's going to kind of come become another operations guy. He takes on a lot of responsibility. He but does. Uh, and, and we know that he makes anything he touches better. Right. Yeah. So. But it's a, uh, I would love to see a FINA event in Florida and I would love to see an ISL event in Florida. And I, I know there's been talks about, about creating a, a, a secure studio for an entire season. And it, this, is that something that's absolutely something you guys could do? So we have to go back to our mission. Whenever we bring in events or training camps or things like that, and that's what we want to do, but we will always go back to the mission and serving the community first. And we definitely have planned for water to be used for training camps, uh, weekends of meets, uh, but the way the ISL model is, depending on how they choose to do it, they'll close a facility for a month, six weeks, seven weeks, and it's really hard for the community to have access. So if, if the ISL moves their model a little bit differently, where it might be like they did season one in Indy and DC, where they, they had a seven to 10 day event, um, that might be doable, right? Because I think it's hard for any facility to just close their doors for six weeks 
give me an idea of the, of, of the market. And, um, you know, I know if you're, if you're trying to run a lessons business, you want to, you know, and a lot of, a lot of coaches, a lot, a lot of former elites are like, I'm going to run, I'm going to, I'm launching a lessons company there. It's always this calculation of you need to have at least a market of 40,000 people within a 15 minute drive. Um, do you know the, the Ocala market and surrounding market and, um, you know, what, what's going to be feeding fast? So when you talk about Ocala, and we should, um, maybe five years ago, you read on Wikipedia that it was around 60, 65,000 people, right? I think it's probably closer to 80,000 people. Um, the statistics that are interesting is it led the nation in uh, new home sales last year. So people are, people are moving to Ocala, they're moving to Marion County for, for lots of reasons. And um, I think there were quite a few people that moved to Florida because Florida opened up during COVID. And it's just interesting choices, right? Uh, but people, people were looking for those opportunities. Um, Ocala is a wonderfully affordable place to live right now. Uh, you can buy a new home relatively expen inexpensively. Um, but I think we're closer to 80,000 and then Marion County, we anticipate people driving in 30, 40 miles to, to perhaps take part in what's happening. So I think we're probably expanding into more towards a hundred thousand people, uh, that want access or could provide demographics for our facility. And, and like anybody who's married or has kids or is, is, you know, you're a homeowner and you're in a big, you're in a major market, you're always pushing out further and further. You're selling the house you're in and then you're pushing out further. And I imagine people, the Orlando market is bananas and all the little bedroom communities are, it, the, the, the cost of real estate is very high. And the further you go out, especially if you have everything you need, much better option. I makes me, this is what I think when I do, I know you said this is not going to be mission or mission bay. But it's hard for me to get past two very specific things. One, we're seeing a mass migration in the United States where people don't go to the office. You can be a you, you can work remotely, and if you're a swimming family, um, working remotely, moving to a community where you could work remotely, but you have access to a pool for your kids, that's very enticing. It should be enticing, right? And and let's just paint the, the picture a different way too. Um, this community is just savvy, right? Like if you buy a house in this community, you get a seat at the charter school. So now you have a private school that there's some private schools in Florida that you pay 17, 18, 20,000 a year for your kid to go to school. This is a private school that's free and we get access to this facility. So it's pretty interesting dynamic that as a coach, I'm excited about like move to Ocala. We got a really good thing going on. And, you know, to support the mission of programming, um, we're hiring, right? We, we've got our positions posted on swim swam. We've got um, a facility director posted. We've we're hiring a principal for the school. Um, we're trying to attract really quality people to do quality programming and attack and attract some people that, no, this is a startup. Like, what are we going to do different? What's exciting about this? What kind of events can we run that might be outside the box and a little bit more enticing for age group swimming? What kind of things can we do with master swimming um, to make that however people want to take it? But 
we have a huge retirement community here and, and a big opportunity for master swimming as well. And that's one of the purviews that we want to take on too. So it's pretty exciting. It's a, it's, it's, it's hard for me to think in terms of, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through my Rolodex of coaches, everybody I've known for decades and decades, decades and decades. Uh, and I, and I, and I think that you top the list when, when it's like, who, who's had the most experience working with the biggest names in the sport. Um, uh, it seems as though you, you came out of the cannon and it's like you started working with the best coaches in swimming. And that's been a hallmark of your career. You really learn from the best, um, your, your experience is vast across the sport and it, it, it started off very quickly. I don't think you've ever been in a situation like this because this is, this is wholly unique. You're, you're signing. I mean, how big is the team going to be in March? You know, are you, are you going to like walk on deck and have three swimmers or, or? I hope not. I, well, if, if I do, it's going to be great coaching, but um, I think we'll probably open the doors and have a hundred to 150 kids. Right. I'm kidding. Wow. And, and that's because the, the central Florida Marlins have been, have been here a long time and their, um, their facility is going to close and, and the fast facility is going to open and there will be a transition. And I know that the Marlins will be a big part of that. Yeah. It's, uh, We've we've all witnessed this over our lifetimes. We see we see we see the the migration and how and how the sport evolves. For for you personally, uh, in terms of lifestyle, you lived in a lot of great places, uh, lived in a lot of great cities. Um, you know what 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 is it about the this town that you like, Ocala? Outside of the pool, outside of the pool, it's it's um, growing. I really feel like. Um, the things that are happening in this community are, are going to push it forward really quickly. So the world equestrian center, the circle square foundation, this community, uh, especially, but it's an hour to each coast. And I've taken the time to do both coasts to see what it's like. Um, for me, I, I love the idea that I'm going to ride my bike to work, right? The house that I purchased, there's a trail system, with it's not on any roads so kids that are going to commute to practice on their bikes or walk um it's pretty cool like there there's tunnels under the under the roads and they've made art projects out of the tunnels uh, there's cameras in the tunnels for security so for for me personally as as someone that you know what the grind is like right it it made my life as a coach enticing and easy right? I'm walking into a palace to work. Um, I'm living in a community that's going to be directly supportive of the endeavors that we're trying to lead and create. And I'm, I'm finally working in a place where we get to swim outside all year long. And uh, I've always wanted to be coaching in a place where I could do that. So pretty fun. In, in terms of, I, you may have answered this, but it's it just, just be, be real specific. You know, what kind of a budget matters, you know, what kind of a staff are you going to have? What kind of support staff will you have on deck? So right now we we've kind of crunched the numbers and um, we aren't charged with running a numbers driven program, right? We're, we're charged with 
running a quality program and supporting the numbers that the community indicates that we can support. So um, we're proceeding with caution, but right now we have three full-time positions that we posted and I know that they're going to pay well and the cost of living in Florida is, it's great in Ocala. So when you talk about hiring a head age group coach that wants to be, um, and we're, that position is called director of athlete development. But when you hire that person so many times you see on your staff, people leave because they can't afford to be a coach and raise a family, right? In Ocala, Florida, you can afford to be a coach and raise a family. You can buy a house, kid can go to school, you can work in a great place. And the beautiful thing is, is we're gonna have, my intention is to have a staff that's collaborative and fun. And when we first start this out, the four coaches that we've hired, we're gonna do a lot of different things, right? We're gonna have to. And um, the other thing about Ocala is, it's gonna provide an incredible volunteer army from the retirement community. I have an initiative to train officials that want to help and not be, not have a parent be crushed by working two 12 hour days in a, in a weekend, we can have shifts. Um, I know that we're going to have a good situation for volunteer coaches from that community. And um, yeah, so that's the kind of staff that I'm envisioning. Charter school, no, no, no cost private school option, affordable housing, it's it's i'm not saying this is going to happen i'm only going to be using this as an example um i i know the i know the folks i know the family i'm not saying that a that a the thomas hillman mom and dad would would pull up roots and, and move to florida but it, it seems to me like a you know if you have a, if you we, there's so much there's so many kids out there and they they they've they've all lived through the phelps effect and the coglin effect in there they're performing at such a high level, so young across so many events. This would be a great option for people to come down and go, okay, we're going to focus on swimming. Swimming is clearly important. We're going to focus on this. Uh, I like that this destination exists. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about, about coaching and just, I want to, I want some dish, man. Tell, tell me about this, this past season with, with the Condors. You're the lead assistant coach. This seems like the coolest team. Um, it's it certainly, it's, it, it, it seems like the most relaxed team. Everybody seems so stressed. Everyone seems so stressed, but it seems like the condors are kind of like, yeah, we got this. We're cool. 2020 champions didn't happen this year, but uh, how was your season? Well, first of all, I just want to talk about the condors, right? I mean, you're right. We, it's the best vibe going and, um, it, it's almost self-fulfilling at this point and we enjoy that vibe um i'm just going to give props to jason lezak right he recruited as much as we talk about character and fit for any team but he did and i also don't think he got enough credit for the draft who he, who he picked up in the draft because we picked up some people that um after the draft that were impact players and that's all him so just really appreciate um, that opportunity and the way Jason has built this team. Um, Budapest was a whole different animal. So last season, what a, it might, it, of all the things in my career that I've been a part of, and I've been a part of some NC2A championship teams and high level things going on, but to be part of that 
because I truly believe that event may have saved the Olympics, right? There were people hurting for water, hurting for places to race, hurting for people that are going through what they're going through. So just to be in that safe space, safe space, to be able to do those things um, with like-minded company to, that have been through the trauma and there was trauma, right? And I think we're seeing the end of that trauma now with the Olympics over and some people having trouble getting started, right? Um, so Budapest was just a special moment and, and uh, there was some crazy fun energy there every time we raced. And um, you could tell the performance was off the charts with the number of American records and world records that Condor set, but uh, the league set as well. There was a ton of national records all across the board. And then moving into this year, the draft certainly changed things. And I think to, to try to get some parity going um, with the league and, you know, Constantine's always interested in tweaking it up. He, he wants a better product. He wants a sustainable league. And, um, Kudos to him for, for doing this, right? Um, but I think Naples was, well, first of all, let's just, how cool is it that we get to go internationally and hang out in Naples for, for a month, right? But it was after the Olympics, and you had a lot of people in a lot of different places. You had somebody like Kelsey, who is who didn't go to the Olympics, but kind of changed her training to make herself happy and, and strong again. Um, took a different tact that was very impactful about how she was racing. So she comes in, she's gangbusters. Coleman Stewart, same thing, right? Has a, has a great Olympic trials, but, but keeps it going in just the right tone, and he set a world record. Um, and then you have athletes that went to the Olympics, finally had their culminating experience after hanging on for an extra year or maybe a few years. Um, and just were like, I'm glad to be part of the team, but we know that I am just not in a good place to, to commit to a lot of high intensity and a lot of effort and managing those things, I think, um, was really good. And I will tell you that it's every coach's dream to work with these athletes and, and be on the condors, right? Certainly I love it. Right. But, um, it's, it's certainly not very tactical sometimes right? You are really providing a lot of support and um, emotional energy and just making sure people feel good about what's going on and what's happening and, and who they are. And I, sometimes I think um, maybe the best coaches and most experienced coaches always have this in the back of their minds. But the reminder to me was, you know, these kids need as much um, confidence building every day as an eight and under. And um, Maybe it's in a different form, but that was my take home as a coach for, for the process. And now, go ahead. No, no, most important question. In your current position at Ocala with Fast, can, can you continue with the Condors? I can. You know, the, the, the organization, um, I will tell you that the, the person that is the, the CEO of the organization, Mr. Colin, values experience, he values continued, continuing learning, um, and he values opportunities like this. So I really had an opportunity to say if it's available to me, and I hope that it is, um, that I can step away for certain periods of the season and do that. 
And of course, that means I want to hire coaches that also would be interested in doing the same thing. Um, and that we need to make sure that we're coaching hard so that when we step, when any of us step away to do a special thing or an opportunity that um, everybody knows what's going on and nobody misses a beat. But I'm very thankful for this opportunity because they recognize opportunities like that are valuable and, and can just keep opening doors. And that's what life and career is all about is just keep walking through those doors that open. Uh, just uh, that's a, you know most most people with club teams the most the most most feedback I get about swimming is that they're dealing with uh, with with a board and that board can is is nine times out of ten can be a nightmare and they're the the alignment of of what is good for the coach what's good for the athletes what's good for the program is is not consistent with what the board is pushing. Um, what is the, what is, is there, is there a board or is it, is this truly a startup and a company and you have, yeah, it's like, what, what's the structure there? Well, I think the structure will evolve. Um, I certainly think we'll have parent involvement, um, and parent support and parent input, but I report to the foundation and the foundation is going to refer to their mission and we're going to make sure that we're doing things to support our mission. We're doing things to have a vibrant and team that's moving forward. We want to make sure that we're always growing. I think any, any club has red flags if there's attrition or, you know, a lot of disgruntlement. So it it just comes down to communication. And, um, but to answer your true question, no, I'm not answering to a parent board. And um, I think that's a healthy place to be. It's a, it's, well, I, I just, this is starting off well because it's a the, the ability for you to go and do um, to do a, a I don't want to call it a camp because it's not a camp but for a coach it's like the ability to go and sharpen their knives with the best athletes on the on on earth. If I'm an age group swimmer, if I'm a parent of an age group swimmer, I want my coach doing that because you're bringing back experience and knowledge that is going to be applied. And um, I just it's. Uh, I, I like that and love that for you. And I love that this is, um, this is the way things are starting in Ocala at fast. Um, is there, you know, just, just from you, from a, from a standpoint, I, you really fit with Lezak and you fit with like the, with the, uh, with the, with the Cali culture and the atmosphere. And I, just so people know that are out there listening, I, I, I don't mean to dump on everybody else in, in, in the international swimming league, but Lezak just a little bit cooler. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Lenny, I love Len, Lenny's better looking. Lenny's better looking, and Lenny's cool. But Jason, I got to be honest with you, man. He's really grown into being a swimming executive, and I just think he's so he's 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 just very savvy and super cool. Bad things can happen, and he's just like, yeah, I got this. It's okay. It's good. But you fit with that culture very well. Um. And you've learned from the best. I talked about that early on. You know, you've 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 been at big programs. I mean, you, was your first position uh, a graduate assistant with Eddie? That's correct. So, you know, it's been crazy, crazy good, right? Yeah. So I, I work with Eddie. Um, that w- that was the Doug Jertson, Sean Jordan, Andy Gill years. Uh, to, and and the women were good too, right? She were. Schubert's on the other side of things. The women won, the men won. So there's a lot of just 
stuff going on that I'd look back and think, what did I miss? Right. Like, and then from there, I was really fortunate. Um, when I finished my undergrad at Texas, I went to, you're, you're old enough to remember this Mel, but I worked at the flume. Like I went and worked with the flume. I was a sports science intern with Odrius and John Trope and, um, really cut my teeth on some interesting things there working at the, with the water treadmill that was three stories high and, uh, uh, an airlock that people walked into, uh, to test blood gas stuff. But, and, and that kind of, you know, helped me make some connections with Denny Persley. And I followed Mike Unger in the national team coordinator position. So that was administrative, but technical and the resident team was going on. So could see what, what kind of, Stu Johnny was making over there, um, right next door. And, um, I got to, it was really an education that I didn't realize was happening at the time, but I'm seeing the best coaches work with the best athletes at the most high performance, intense moments of their lives. And I'm just watching soft skills happen, um, at all these meets, right? Like how are we going to get the team gelled? How are we going to get people moving together? Um, how are we going to get somebody ready when they got to do some very specific things on their own. And, um, you know, that was back in the day when trials were three months out. So these individual preparation cycles, which I'm so glad that I prefer closer trials, right? Like, I think that was hard on people to get ready by themselves. But, and then from there, I went, I got to work with Greg Troy at Florida with his first combined program. Um, spent time on the deck with Anthony Nesty and Martin Wilby. And uh, we got, you know, Greg was just really good to me at that point in time. He's like, you're going to take the sprinters and I don't want you to, I don't want to interrupt you. And he was really good about letting, letting that evolution happen. Uh, and I think it was important because he, we were taking over for Balator and there definitely was some good sprinters there. So that was great. And then working at Georgia for five years with Jack Bowerly and maybe the best staff in college history, like Harvey Humphreys, Carol Capitani, Whitney, um, Jack, Jerry Champer. Like there wasn't a better place to walk into work every day um, anywhere at that point in time. Really enjoyed all those people. And then, uh, yeah, three head Olympic coaches and some championships and, getting some autonomy and being able to be a part of any of that. Um, hopefully I'll put it down in a book someday, or at least be able to get the word out about what these people did well. So other people can, can take note. So don't, don't, don't keep it locked away. Don't give it all to the Cali condors and, and fast yeah. down there in Ocala. You got, you got, you got to share some of that stuff. What's so let, let's, um, we're going to come back and have some conversations. We're, t- we're certainly going to be doing this talk before you guys launch. We're just going to have to have a, a, a little revisit because as we get closer to that moment, things will change. And then we're going to want to check in on you. But, um, you know, we're, we're pretty early. You know, it's coming fast, but there's some time. It's time to think. I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball. And what would you like, what would you like the, the legacy of, of Ocala to be and fast to be? Because this, this could be the start of something extraordinarily special. What would you, you said, Hey, we're not mission. We're not mission viejo, but what are you? So you have these communities in the past where, um, let's just talk about Friday night lights, right? 
Odessa Permian football, small community, you know, the analogy is different, but the same, right? Like I want Ocala, Florida to be known for their swimming like Odessa Permian is for their football back in the day or right now. Right. So again, it's just something that I think is community based. Um, I want kids going through from start to finish and whether they become an elite level athlete or not, they know they're part of something special, right? Like I want the 12 year old that makes their flags cut um, that is striving for sectionals as the pinnacle of their career to feel as special about being a Falcon as a kid that might qualify for Olympic trials, right? Because that culture is important to keep everybody happy. And um, we want the community to be supportive like that and, um, and understand that that's the mission, right? Like we just want happy, fast swimmers at every level and people excited to come into the door and um, create something new with, the, with our own brand. So that's, that's kind of my mission. Um, I don't know. It'll be fun. To, it'll be fun to see it evolve. So let's just close this out and let's, let's, let's put it in, in, in this context. Um, you know, beginnings are swimming is all about beginnings. It's all about teeny tiny baby steps, thousands and thousands of them towards success. And that's, what's so beautiful about our sport is that it teaches us that. What would you like to accomplish in your first year? What's what, what sort of benchmarks do you want to reach? Um, I want to see great retention, right? I want to see a little bit of buzz generated with um, people coming to the community to be a part. Um, I want to see the community really embrace not only the competitive side of things, but I want to see this facility so busy, right? Like I want to see the lights on from 6 a.m. to 10 because they were that busy. Um, and just be helping people understand how much swimming is such a beautiful thing to have on your life. Right. So, you know, we have people in their golden years here. We have people moving to the community to be starting as a five-year-old in lessons. Um, so those kind of things, when I walk through the doors, like aside from the competitive side of things, that should feel really good to see that you're a part of something that's truly impacting the community in a way that we know is going to be a lifetime endeavor. And then on the competitive side of things, gosh, we're only three years out, two and a half years out from Olympic trials now. You know, if we have a, an Olympic trials qualifier come through our program or develop in the next three years, that would be something special. Um, having kids appear at national level events would be special. Winning a Florida age group individual championship or moving up as a team, all those little markers that as coaches, we sort of pay attention to in the back of our mind. So love to see if, love to see if some elite athletes want to come here. That'd be fun too. You've been listening to the swim swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take swim swim podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.